Well, it's always good to be with you folks. I always enjoy coming over here. We have so many friends here. We appreciate you, appreciate your pastor, and it's our pleasure to, to fill in for him while he gets some uh, very uh, deserved rest uh, he en- enjoys. So let's open our Bibles uh, to 1 Corinthians chapter 3, 1 Corinthians chapter 3, and I think it's very important for us, you know, as we serve the Lord, that we always keep in mind that Jesus is coming and that uh, when he comes that we're going to uh, uh, be accountable for the lives and the stewardship that we have lived during the pilgrimage of these years. You know, as a teenager, uh, when I first uh, began to, to hear the truth of, of uh, the Lord's return and the fact that we are going to be accountable at his coming, then that changed my life. As a matter of fact, I made some very definite uh, commitments to the Lord at that time. And, and I want to say that, uh, you know, I failed the Lord you know, every day since, but I, I will say this, that it has been the direction of my life. It's been my intention to serve him. And it's been my desire to, to please him, uh, you know, since that time. And I think we do, we all need to, uh, to come to that understanding that Jesus is coming. And when he comes, you know, that we are, are going to, uh, to be accountable at the judgment seat of Christ. Now, before we read our text there from uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 3, then I, uh, I just want to read you a couple of passages of Scripture. Uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 10, the apostle says, uh, For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that everyone may receive the things done in his body, according to that he hath done, whether it be good or bad. And then uh, Romans chapter 14, verses 11 and 12 says this, uh, For it is written, As I live, saith the Lord, every knee shall bow to me, and every tongue shall confess. Uh, So then every one of us uh, shall give account of himself to God. Uh, Let's bow for prayer. Dear Father, we thank you for the opportunity we have to study together this morning. We thank you for your word. We thank you for the promise that Jesus is coming. And uh, the hope that it gives us, the encouragement that it gives us in the difficult days in which we live. Lord, as we see the troubles of the world, uh, we know that all things are under control. We know that all things are in your hands and that there's going to be a time that we'll be with you. But help us to be preparing. Help us, Lord, to to live in such a way that uh, when we account that uh, we might do that with joy and, and, and not with tears. Lord, we pray that you'd cleanse us from our sin, fill us with your spirit. Just uh, bless us now as we study that we might gain uh, that information that will help us be useful to us in our Christian lives. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Now, uh, turning our attention here to 1 Corinthians chapter 3, I want us to begin uh, there in verse 10, where he says, uh, uh, according to the grace of God, uh, which is given unto me uh, as a wise master builder, uh, I have laid the foundation and, and another buildeth thereon. But let every man take heed how he buildeth thereupon. For other foundation can no man lay than that is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Now, if, if any man build upon this foundation, gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, or stubble, every man's work shall be made manifest, for the day shall declare it, because it shall be uh, uh, revealed by fire, and uh, the, the fire shall try every man's work of what sort it is. Uh, if any man's uh, work abide, uh, which, uh, which he hath uh, built thereupon, he shall receive a reward. Uh, if any man's uh, work shall be uh, burned, uh, he shall suffer loss, uh, but he himself shall be saved, yet so as by fire. Now, these are very interesting scriptures and uh, they are certainly convicting. You know, as believers, you know, we have to face up to the, to the reality of uh, the judgment seat of Christ. 
And if so, you know, if, we, if we'll do this, if we'll, we'll live in light of the fact that Jesus is coming and that we're going to give an account, uh, then we're going to live uh, more righteously in this, li- in this life. We'll, we'll uh, be a, a better testimony. We'll be a more purifying influence in uh, this uh, perverse uh, world in which we live today. Now, uh, Paul wrote, he said, uh, Therefore judge nothing before the time uh, until uh, the Lord come, uh, who, who both uh, will bring to light the, the hidden things of darkness and uh, will make manifest uh, the, the counsels uh, of the heart. And then shall every man have praise of God. Now, it's a, it's a temptation for us, you know, to judge each other. You know, we, we look around and we see the shortcomings of others. But oftentimes we never, you know, take the time to, to look within and to see ourselves, our own frailty, our own vulnerabilities, our own inadequacies. And we need to do that. Now, we don't want to wallow in, in our inadequacy because all of us are inadequate. All of us are sinful. Uh, we, but we want to ask uh, the Lord's forgiveness, uh, the Lord's cleansing every day. And then we want to ask uh, the empowering of the Holy Spirit. And we want to take the truths of the word. And we want to live for him. And then someday, you know, the, the righteous judge is going to judge. You know, he, the one who, who knows our hearts, who knows our motives, who knows uh, what uh, uh, the, the, the secret counsel, so to speak, then he's the one uh, that's going to judge and, and uh, there'll be praise uh, for every man. Remember the judgment seat of Christ is not a time that the Lord's going to torture us for our past. You know, listen, all of our sins were covered uh, with the blood of Christ when Jesus died on the cross. Uh, our sins are forgiven. Uh, we're not going to, to go through some, sometimes uh, people look at this passage here in 1 Corinthians 3 and interpret it as some kind of a Christian purgatory. It's not that at all. As a matter of fact, it's, it's not the people that are tried by fire, but the works. You know, the Lord is going to test our works, how we've lived for him. The stewardship. God's given us so much. He's given us the gospel. He's given us our talents and abilities. He's given us our spiritual gifts. He's given us time and treasure. All this that God has given to us, what are, how have we used it? You know, in, in the, the pilgrimage of, of this life. And, and Jesus said, you know, the, thou shalt be recompensed at the resurrection of the just. He says that in Luke chapter 14. So we have, we have two things here, that, that when Jesus comes, that there's going to be praise for every man, that God's going to reward our works, and that, that, uh, that he's going to recompense, that is reward, uh, those at the resurrection of the just. So when, when, when is this? When's the coming? When's the resurrection? Well, it, it, it all happens when, when Jesus comes uh, and uh, the, the just uh, are, are resurrected, and both happen at the rapture. And uh, you say, well, well, what's the rapture? And, and so many of us that have been Christians for, for some length of time, you know, the rapture is just a fact of life. We think about it, don't think about it enough, uh, but we, we uh, certainly understand what it is, but for others, maybe not. And uh, in, in the Old Testament, there we have many different references of Jesus, you know, uh, that is of God coming to the earth, fighting the battles. Uh, we have uh, the end times, you know, the, him, him coming to set up his kingdom. But we, we have no reference, you know, that, uh, uh, to this New Testament period in which we live, this church age. And, and this is given to us uh, beginning with the Lord Jesus and then explained in, in more detail through the, the apostles and uh, the, the epistles. And, uh, but Jesus gathered his disciples together, if you'll remember, that night before his death. And uh, when, he, uh, when supper had been finished and they had, they had, uh, had washed their feet and uh, he loved them, the Bible said. But, but uh, he, he begins his comments to them. He starts telling them about what's, what is it going to be like in the future. He says, I'm going to go away for a time. 
uh, I'll return for a little while, and then I'm going to go away. Uh, for, and and, and we, we know it's for a lengthy time. We're still in that time period now. And he says, I'm going to tell you what it's like. And he, he begins to give uh, several new things uh, that, uh, that, that are going to happen. You know, the Holy Spirit, our relationship with Jesus, uh, that he'll be in us and we'll be in him. Uh, the, the power of prayer in, in the name of Christ. We have so many new things. But he begins that discussion with this. In John 14, verses 1 through 3, he says, Let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you may be also. This is the first reference to the rapture of Jesus coming to take his own from this world and to take them to this place that he's prepared and that we'll be with him and we'll be with him forever. And, of course, uh, the Apostle Paul uh, gives us information about this. Uh, we find the first detailed explanation of the rapture in 1 Corinthians 15 uh, and in verses uh, 51 and 52. He, he says this. He says, Behold, I show you a mystery. Now, a mystery is not, you know, some spooky, you know, something that where we have the, the music, you know, the background and, you know, the tense. That, that, that's, uh, we, we think of that as the, the mysterious now. But, but, but a mystery in the Bible is simply this. It's, it's a truth that was not known in the past that is now being revealed to us now uh, and, and is, uh, is going to be of great importance. He says, Behold, I show you a mystery. What's the mystery? We shall not all sleep. And that is uh, physical death. We shall not all sleep, but, but we shall all be changed. He says, In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound, and, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. See, this is all new, because uh, the, the saints of this age, those that are in Christ, uh, are going to, uh, that, that he's going to raise the dead, he's going to change those of us that are alive, and he's going to catch us up to be with him, you know, for, for eternity. Matter of fact, we have a, a, an even greater explanation of this in First Thessalonians chapter 4. Let me just read for you verses 13 through 17, where, where Paul says this. He said, But I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are, are, are asleep, uh, that you sorrow not, even as others which have no hope. So he says, I want to tell you, those that, that, that died without having experienced the rapture, he said, I, I want you to understand, don't worry about that. That's not important. They're, they're still going to experience the rapture. Uh, verse 14, he says, uh, If we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so, them also which sleep in Jesus uh, will God bring with him. Now, now he gives us the gospel that, that Jesus died for our sins, uh, uh, God, uh, that he was buried. God raised him from the dead on the third day. And if we believe that, see, that's the, the essence of our salvation. And we put our trust in what Jesus did for us on the cross. And that, that uh, God uh, uh, testified uh, to the validity of that sacrifice uh, by, by raising his son from the dead. He's now at the right hand of God, ready to save those that call upon him. He goes on, uh, for, for this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain uh, under the coming of the Lord uh, uh, shall, shall not uh, uh, prevent or proceed them which are asleep. Uh, for the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain uh, shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Isn't that wonderful? Listen, we have such a, a tremendous future. Uh, those that have, have passed on in death, uh, they, they're, they're with Christ in heaven, and he brings them with him to be reunited with the, the body once again. 
to be raised, uh, this, this vile body is going to be fashioned like his glorious body. It's going to be different. But uh, those of us uh, which, which live, that are living when Jesus comes, we're going to be changed. And we're all together going to be with the Lord. And, and we look forward to that coming. But with that coming... Uh, is uh, associated the judgment seat of Christ. Now, this is not something we should dread. As a matter of fact, it's something we should look forward to. And, and we find in 1 Corinthians 3 that it's compared, uh, the, it's the, the Bema seed, you know, it's compared to, to, the, to the, the, the Greek games, you know, when, when, they, when they get the, the, the award. And, and, and listen, do you say, oh, I don't want to run the race because I, oh, I dread that time when I get the award. No, we don't do that. You know, we're looking forward to the award. We want to run the race and run it well, and, and we want to, to, to go to the to, to the to the. Uh, the, the the bema the you know, the 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 place of uh, of reward and and receive that that ribbon or that medal or whatever it is we just finished the Olympics although I I really didn't notice too much this year but uh, but uh, uh, Revelation chapter twenty verse twelve uh, says this about Christ it says and behold I come quickly and my reward is with me to give every man according as his work shall be. So we're looking forward to that coming. So we want to consider three important truths this morning. First of all, uh, the works examined. The uh, now you know the the bema was the the raised platform from which the umpire you know watched the the Grecian games, and and then later it was from that uh, platform that they they determined and and rewarded the the su- uh, successful contestants, and and so Paul compares this to the judgment seat of Christ. The judgment seat of Christ is not about punishment; it's about reward. But, you know, it can be a disappointing time when, when we have not done what we're supposed to do. We've not run the race. We've not completed our course. Uh, but it's going to be a time of appraisal uh, of the, the life and work of, of, uh, of uh, those of us who have served him here in this world. So this, this judgment uh, is future. You know, it, it hasn't happened. It, it's going to come. Uh, the, the, the believer has been entrusted with, it, with his master's goods. We, we find that concept in Matthew chapter 25. And, and therefore, he, he's under obligation uh, to use you know, all that God has given to us you know, to, to best advantage you know, for, uh, for the master's glory, for the master's benefit. Uh, isn't that what Peter says? You know, uh, he, um, uh, he expects to, uh, to, to, uh, to receive a reward you know, in, in, in the day of, of recompense. Let me just read 1 Peter 4, verse 10. He says, as every man hath received the gift. In other words, all of us, God has placed in our hands, you know, has entrusted to us you know, certain gifts. And, and, and by that, you know, we have the, certainly the gospel that, that, that has been entrusted to us. Remember that those very words are used there in First Peter chapter one, First uh, Timothy chapter one, and of course we have the spiritual gifts. So we have our natural abilities. We have all the the things that God bestows upon us in this life. Uh, all of that, we, he, he says, uh, as every man hath received the gift, even so minister the same one to another. That is, serve God, uh, be a blessing to one another, reach the world. He says, as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. So this life is a stewardship. And a stewardship means that God has given us something that belongs to him, that he's entrusting to us to to use to best advantage. So he says, every man's work shall be made manifest, for the day shall declare it, uh, because it uh, shall be revealed by fire. Now, that's interesting. Now, we don't know what the judgment seat is going to be like. As a matter of fact, uh, this this is really the clearest explanation we have of how this is going to work. Now, 
I don't think it's a time that, that God is going to drag us through every sin and every ugly thing that we ever did. But what he says is that, that, that the body of our work, you know, that, that there's the, the, the substance of our, our, of our work and labor is going to be made manifest. It's going to be put in some form. The day shall declare it. It, it, it will be obvious you know, as, to, as to how we lived. And, 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 the, and the, he says, because it shall be revealed by fire. It's tested by fire. The fire, fire shall try every man's work of what sort it is. Now, remember, uh, that's what he tells us there in verse 13. Now, uh, what's, what's done through the body can be good, or it says it can be bad. Uh, therefore, the service that we've rendered to the Lord uh, in in this life, it can be good service or it can be bad service. Now, we don't like to think about that. Now, we do want the reward. We want the praise of God. We want him to say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. You know, that, that's our desire. And, and listen, we can have that, every single one of us. Now, in, in, remember in, 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 the, in, the, in the, the, the Greek games, you know, the, the Olympics, you know, only one receives the gold medal. But, but Jesus tells us, and we'll be, I mean, uh, Paul tells us uh, plainly, we'll be looking at the passage in just a moment, you know, that, that this is available to us all. You know, we're not competing with each other. We're really competing against ourselves and our own, our own uh, uh, nature. Now, the, there's, uh, there's, there's two kinds of, of works that are listed here. There's the, there's the valuable, uh, represented here in gold, silver, and precious stones, those things that don't burn, those things that are going to stand the test of time. And then there's those things that, that are worthless, that, that really have no lasting value. Now, it doesn't mean that, that they you know, didn't look good. Uh, uh, wood, hay, and stubble, that's it. Now, you know, a lot of things that are, are, are made of those temporary things can, can look good in this world. And as a matter of fact, you know, there's, there's, uh, there's, there's a lot of beauty in, in those things that are th- thatched with straw. You know, the, you know the, the, the cane chairs, you know, that we all enjoy. The, uh, the wood, you know, beautiful wood, you know, that, that, that uh, is uh, polished and uh, you know, that has been planed and, and sanded and, and polished and stained. You know, that, that's beautiful, but it, it has no lasting value. It wasn't done for eternity. It was done for this world. And so our, our works are going to be uh, manifest into those things that are permanent and valuable, gold, silver, precious stones, and those things that were of no lasting value, you know, wood, hay, and stubble. Now, obviously, the sinful is going to be included in that. But a lot of those things, it wasn't sinful in itself, but simply made no difference for eternity. You know, that's going to, that's going to, 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 to be manifested wood, hay, and stubble as well. Now, uh, and, and they're going to be tested by fire. And uh, only that ha- that has permanent and eternal value is going to, to be then uh, presented as reward. Now, let's look at the rewards bestowed. So we looked at the works examined. Let's look at the, uh, the rewards bestowed. And uh, in 1 Corinthians 3, verse 14, he says, If any man's work abide which he hath uh, built thereupon, remember, we're all building on the foundation of Christ. You know, we're not laying the foundation. We, you know, we're, we're simply building on what God has done for us through the Lord Jesus. And, and he shall receive a reward. And that's a, a great blessing. Uh, uh, Jesus, uh, while uh, d- discussing uh, uh, the judgment of the faithful Jews, you know, they were about to go, uh, enter into the millennium, uh, he, he gives us some uh, valuable information about, you know, the, 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 how he judges uh, 
uh, and, and and that we, applies to us, you know, as far as our uh, our uh, our judgment at the judgment seat. Let me just read for you Matthew uh, 25 verses uh, 21 through 23. He says, "His Lord said unto him, Well done, thou good and faithful uh, servant." Uh, this is the the one that received the ten talents, uh, produced the ten. He says, uh, "Thou hast been faithful over a few things. You know, I will make thee ruler." Over many things enter thou into the joy of thy Lord. In other words, our reward has to do with the future. Now, sometimes we think that, that you know, we serve the Lord in this life and then we just float on a cloud for eternity. That, that is not the way it works. You know, that may be a, the medieval ar- artist uh, way of portraying heaven, uh, but that's not the way the Bible portrays it. That uh, in, 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 uh, we, you know, we, at, after the, the return of Christ, you know, uh, eventually we're going to enter his kingdom with him, to, and we're going to rule and reign with him as kings and priests. We're, we're called a royal priesthood. And uh, so we're going to serve with him for, for, for the millennium in, in positions that we don't fully understand now, but we know that, that we have authority. We have, we have reason and, and uh, fruitfulness in our service. And I think that's true for eternity as well, that we have the universe you know, as our playground and our, as our opportunity to serve the Lord. But here... He says, you know, that you, you've done well, now enter in, into the joy. that you've, you've been faithful over a few things. I'll make you ruler over many things. He goes on. He said, he also, uh, had, uh, that he that had received uh, two talents came and said, uh, Lord, thou uh, deliverest unto me two talents. Behold, uh, I have gained uh, two other uh, talents beside them. Uh, his, uh, his Lord said unto him, uh, well done, uh, good and faithful servant. Uh, thou, thou hast uh, been faithful uh, over a few things. Uh, I will make thee ruler uh, over many things. Uh, enter thou in, into the joy of thy Lord. And so uh, we're looking forward to, to that future service. But that's going to be dependent, our place, not, not, not our salvation. Matter of fact, Paul makes it very plain. You can, everything in, in your life could burn away as far as reward is concerned. Uh, but, uh, but you're still saved. Uh, that's not the point. Salvation is not the point. But our future opportunity, you know, are, have we lived in such a way that, that gives us you know, the uh, opportunity in the time to come? That, that's what's important. See, in Scripture, uh, the, these rewards are, are spoken of as crowns. And there, the matter of fact, we have five crowns that uh, representing uh, places of privilege and authority you know, in uh, in Christ's millennial uh, eternal kingdom. Uh, those are uh, matter of fact. Uh, uh, put your finger here in 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 First Corinthians three, but look over with me, if you will, to to Revelation chapter four. Revelation chapter four. Now, in Revelation chapter four, we have the scene in heaven uh, right after the rapture. Uh, and uh, and I'm, let's let's look together at verse four. And we're going to look here at, at, at a couple of things. It says, "And, and round about the throne were four and twenty uh, uh, saints, and upon the, uh, and, up, and upon seats, uh, I, I saw four and twenty elders uh, sitting, uh, clothed uh, in uh, white raiment, and, and they had on their heads uh, crowns of gold." Now uh, the crowns are, um, are 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 for raptured and and, and glorified believers. Uh, and, and how do we know this? How do we how do we know that uh, that these uh, four and twenty elders you know represent you know the the church age saints you know you and I the, the, uh, the, that are going to have been through the uh, the rapture and the and the judgment. 
Uh, well, let's look at the context. Uh, now, back in, in Revelation 1, and uh, let me just read it for you. Verse, it's verse 19. gives us the outline of the book. He says, Write the things which thou hast seen, uh, the things which are, and the things which shall be hereafter. So he, he, he's given three things to write. One was what he'd already seen. That is the Jesus in the midst of the golden candlesticks there in chapter 1, the glorified Christ. And then in chapters 2, two and 3, the things which are, that is what's happening right now in, in this dispensation in which we live, you know, the age of the churches. Uh, he's, uh, he, and, and listen, God has given us the New Testament church. It's the, the pillar and ground of the truth. It's the authority through which we work and do what God's given us to do. You know, preach that we, we, we have uh, given to us uh, the instruction of the Great Commission where we're to win people to Christ, baptize them into the uh, the membership of New Testament churches in order that we might teach them to observe all things that Christ has commanded so that we're going to live by the law of Christ, the law of the spirit of life as it's given to us in the teachings of the New Testament. That, that's, uh, that's, uh, that's what we're going to be judged by. He says, those are the things which are, but he says, then write the things which shall be hereafter. That expression hereafter, it's the same expression that we have right there. Look at, look at chapter 4, verse 1. He said, after this... I looked, that is after this, that is after the church age. He said, and, and, and behold, uh, a door was opened in heaven, uh, and, uh, the, 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 um, uh, and the 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 and the first voice uh, when, when I heard was of a, of a trumpet uh, uh, talking with me, uh, which said, uh, come up hither, and, and I will show thee uh, things which uh, must be hereafter. Now, here you were, we're transferring the scene now from serving the Lord on the earth through the churches, uh, being called up, come up hither, at the voice of a trumpet. That sounds familiar, doesn't it, from the passages there in 1 Corinthians and uh, 1 Thessalonians. And, and, and now uh, we find these saints. And, and so what does John say? We're, we're now in heaven. We have, now the scene's in heaven. We're in the throne room of God. And, and what, is, what does he see? He has these, rel- these elders. So that, that the context here. It comes after the church age, and we're now in heaven, and we have these elders these that, that represent you know, the, the saints of this age uh, uh, that, that are, are, are now uh, before, they're seated uh, before the presence of God. Now, now how, do, how do we know that these, these 24 elders are the church saints, you know, the, 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 the New Testament believers that have been raptured? Well, let me just point out several things. First of all, you know, they were, we, we know there were redeemed beings. Some, sometimes people say, well, these could have been angels or uh, some form of heavenly being. You know, they don't have to be redeemed saints. Well, well, they actually do have to be that. Uh, look, at, look at chapter 5 where, where these elders, uh, uh, look at uh, uh, verse 9, beginning part of it there. It says, uh, and they sang a new song saying, thou art worthy uh, they're singing to the Lamb. Uh, they are worthy uh, to take the book uh, and and to open the seals there thereof. So uh, uh, these are they're, they're singing a new song. They're they're, they're, they're saying that thou art worthy. Uh, they, these are are uh, are beings. They're 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 uh, redeemed. And, and, but then we also find that they're redeemed human beings. They're redeemed humans. Uh, look at the rest of that. Look at the last part of verse nine and verse ten. He says. Uh, for thou wast slain uh, and hast redeemed us to God by thy blood uh, out of every kindred and tongue and people and nation and, uh, and has made us unto our God kings and priests. Now, what did Peter say about us as New Testament says? We're a royal priesthood, you know, a holy nation, a peculiar people. 
that we might show forth the praises of him who hath called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. So uh, we, we have these here re- uh, identified as redeemed people by the blood of Christ from all different nations. Uh, as kings and priests, uh, we shall reign on the earth. So their reign is future. So here they are. We have, I have these uh, beings, uh, these uh, uh, human beings, uh, redeemed human beings by the blood of Christ. Uh, and uh, they are, um, and they're in bodies. You know, they're they're they're, uh, they're they're praising the Lord. These were saints that that uh, that uh, that that have not now. Or you say, well, maybe this is just the souls of those that are that are you know have died over the years, and they're in heaven, and and that's what we're talking about here. Not raptured saints. Well, that's not true because they're in bodies. And uh, they're, they're actually sitting in the presence of God. And listen, angels never sit in the presence of God, ever. They're never said to, to do that. But, but, but what's really important is they are wearing crowns. They're wearing crowns, these crowns of gold. Crowns received. What, was the, what's the, what, what is it we receive at the judgment seat of Christ at the time of the rapture? He brings his work, uh, his reward with him. And, uh, and let, me just, let me just read what Paul says in 2 Timothy 4, verse 8. He said, Henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day. What day? The day that he's judged, the judgment seat of Christ. And so Paul says uh, that, uh, that uh, a crown is awaiting. Now, the word for crown, now, there, there are two terms that are used in the New Testament for crown. There's the diadema, that, you know, the, like the king's crown. Uh, but but this, is, uh, this is the, the Stephanos crown. It's the victor's crown. It's what's rewarded at, you know, at the end of the race. It's, a, it's, it's the victor's crown. And uh, uh, here, uh, if, if we look at Revelation 4, verse 4, where these, these saints are before the Lord... And uh, they're wearing crowns. You know what it is? Stephanos crowns. The very thing we're told is going to be given to us at the judgment seat of Christ you know, for our service to him. So, uh, so um, you say, well, why 24? Why does he use this? Now, remember, Revelation is, is a book of, of symbols. He, he sent uh, by his angel and signified unto his servant John. In other words, uh, it, it, it's, uh, but everything has a meaning. And, and and we can we can find them. It's it's not it's it's a it's it's made to be difficult. We have to study because this is not not for for the world. The world's not going to pick up the book of Revelation and understand it. I guarantee you that uh, they're not. And and Jesus said, "Don't cast your pearls before swine." You know, we're not we're not to, to give those precious truths, the details of, of God's intent, you know, to, uh, to the lost. We need to we need to reach them with the gospel. But but here he, he gives us uh, this information in symbols. Now, why 24? If these if we have these elders, why not why not just have them all there? Why why the 24? Well, remember, uh, elders are those that that are representative of the various churches. You know that that uh, elders would be elder, bishop, pastor. We use that, those uh, various terms referring to the same office. So there's 24. But it's um, and sometimes people say, well, that's easy to, to say. Why 24? You know, you got your, your 12 tribes of Israel and in your 12 apostles, and that that that's 24. But that's that's not it because. Uh, for one, you know, the, 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 the Old Testament saints, uh, they've not been resurrected at this time. They're going to be resurrected at the end of the tri- tribulation period, according to Daniel 12, and, and uh, along with the, the tribulation saints that are raised at the end, and that uh, according to, to Revelation chapter 20. So they're not, they're not 
in resurrected bodies. Now their, their souls are in heaven, but but they're not uh, they're not uh, these are, are they're not in resurrected bodies wearing their crowns. They've not been through their judgment. Their judgment comes you know, at the end of the tribulation. So the the Old Testament saints uh, they're not there. This is not them. Then then why twenty four? Well, the number twenty four is is in in the scriptures is, is a representative number. It represents uh, the the whole body of of uh, the the raptured uh, church saints that are that are going to be in the presence of God. You know, after you know the the calling up of of, of, of verse one. Now, uh, and, and and you say, well, why why is twenty four a a representative number? Well, when we look now, remember the these the what what do these saints say they are? These twenty four elders they, they are kings and priests, right? That's what they're going to be. Well, in in the in the in the scriptures, the uh, the priesthood. Now, the whole priesthood could not serve uh, in the temple at the very same time. So, you know what they did? They divided them into twenty four courses that made up the priesthood. Uh, that that would uh, serve you know, their time, their allotted time, their course during the year. Each, uh, the, each section of the priesthood would come for uh, two or three weeks you know, during the year and, and, and serve and then return to their homes. And, but the, the 24 courses represented the entire priesthood. And also, you know, in, in David's kingdom... Uh, then he, uh, you know, they have all these different administrative departments, you know, people that do this, uh, the, 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 the military and the people that gathered the resources and people that, that did that. There were 24 administrative departments that represented the whole administration of David. So uh, kings and priests, yes. Uh, and, and so this, this is speaking of the entirety of, uh, of the, the, the New Testament saints, the kings and priests that are going to rule and reign with Christ in the millennium. So, so uh, what are the crowns you know, that, uh, that, uh, that, that are bestowed uh, here as, as rewards? Uh, th- well, first of all, there's the, the crown in, incorruptible. Let me just read 1 Corinthians 9, verses 25 through 27. He says, And every man that striveth for the mastery is temperate or self-controlled in all things. Now, now they do it to obtain a corruptible crown, but we an incorruptible. Uh, I therefore so run, not as uncertainly, uh, so fight I, not as one that beateth the air, uh, but I, I, beat, uh, I uh, keep under my body and bring it into subjection that, that lest by any means when I preach to others I myself should be a castaway. So every one of us, we strive for the crown. Now they strive for a crown just for one, but for us, uh, we all have opportunity. This victor's crown is going to be awarded to those that, that have been faithful, those that have been diligent, those that have endured uh, and, and sacrificed in, in, in order uh, that, uh, that they might be approved of God. And then we also have the crown of rejoicing. I'm sorry, the crown of righteousness. The, the, we re- read about this a moment ago in 2 Timothy chapter 4, where he said, Henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day. And this is why, and not to me only, uh, but unto all them uh, also that love is appearing. So it's, it's, it's one thing uh, for us to, uh, to uh, believe in, in, in the coming of Christ, but it's another to live in, in the light of the coming of Christ. You know, he wants us to live with that in our mind and to serve him diligently. Uh, and, 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 and with that in mind, if we're striving, if we're doing what we're supposed to do, then we do love his appearing. We do long for his coming, not just to rescue us from this wicked world, but that we might, that our, our, our life might be approved of him. We might be, hear those words, well done, thou good and faithful servant, and that we might be granted, you know, a, a 
authority to, to, to serve with him in, 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 the, in the time of his kingdom. So uh, uh, this, this crown uh, uh, in, uh, in Greek, of course, is, is the Stephanos crown, as, as we saw it given to us in, uh, in, uh, in uh, Revelation 4, verse 4. And then we have the, 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 uh, the crown of rejoicing, 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 19 and 20. He says, uh, For what is our hope or joy or crown of rejoicing? Now, now listen to this. What, what's our crown of rejoicing? Are not even ye in the presence of our Lord, uh, our Lord Jesus at, at his coming? Uh, for ye are our glory and joy. Now, what's, what's the crown of rejoicing? Uh, this crown is, is going to be awarded to all those that are engaged in the, in the ministry of evangelism, uh, people that are winning souls to Christ, uh, bringing souls to the Savior. Why? Uh, the, the very fact that there are going to be people in heaven as a result of our witness, what a joy, what a glory to us. Uh, that's the crown of rejoicing. Uh, so uh, <clears throat> whatever... Uh, Whatever part the, uh, the, the soul winner plays in, in, in the winning of the loss to Christ is going to be rewarded. Now, remember, as a matter of fact, in this very passage here in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, it says that some water and some sow and some reap, that all of us have different roles uh, in bringing people to Christ. And uh, that, that all of us that are involved in the work of the New Testament church, you know, we, uh, we have uh, uh, different roles, but we do need to be interested in, in working toward making sure that people hear the gospel and come to Christ. Then there's the crown of glory. First, uh, first Peter chapter 5, verses 1 through 4. Uh, the, the elders uh, which are among you, uh, I exhort, you know, the pastors, uh, who, who, am, who I am also an elder uh, and, um, and, a, and a witness of, of the sufferings of Christ. In other words, he saw uh, Peter himself had the opportunity to see the sufferings of Christ in his own lifetime. He saw his crucifixion. It says, and also a partaker of the glory that, that shall be revealed. If you'll remember that, as a matter of fact, uh, Peter talks about this in, in his letter, that, that, that he had the privilege at the transfiguration to see Christ in his glory. And he, he said, you know, I, I had, had that opportunity, and, and we're looking forward to that in the future. He, and so he says to those, those elders, those pastors, he says, feed the flock of God uh, which is among you, taking the oversight, that's the, the bishop work, you know, the oversight thereof, uh, not, not by constraint, but, but uh, willingly, uh, not for filthy lucre, uh, uh, but, uh, but of, a, of a ready mind. Uh, neither as, as being lords over God's heritage, you know, not you know, for our own selves, he says, but, but being examples to the flock uh, for, uh, for when the chief shepherd shall appear, uh, ye shall receive a crown of, of glory that, that fadeth not away. As a matter of fact, in this passage, we have all three roles mentioned that are held by these individuals. Elders, you know, those that are uh, mature and give counsel. Uh, the, the, the shepherds, you know, the, are those that feed the sheep. And uh, those that, uh, that give oversight or the, the bishops, you know, the, the episcopos, you know, the, those that, that, that give oversight. So these are all three roles of the same individuals, you know, that we would refer to. We use the term pastor, you know, for clarity. But uh, this, is, uh, this is the shepherd's crown, you know, and it's to be given to all those that share uh, in the ministry of, of under-shepherding. But there's the last crown. The fifth one is the crown of life, and, and this is wonderful. You know, Revelation 2, verse 10, he says, Fear none of those things which, uh, which thou shalt suffer. Uh, behold, 
uh, the, the, the devil shall cast uh, some of you into prison uh, that ye, ye may be tried and, uh, and ye shall uh, have tribulation ten days. Remember, he's writing this to a specific church. He says, um, but, uh, but be thou faithful unto death and I will give thee a crown of life. Now, not only that, but, but James refers to this as well. James chapter 1, verse 12, he says, uh, Blessed is the man that endureth temptation, or, or trial is the idea. Matter of fact, it goes on to say, uh, For when he is tried, uh, he, he shall receive the crown of life, uh, which the Lord hath promised to them that love him. So he's promised this. So, so this, this, is, this, this reward is for all those that, that have endured persecution and testings and trials, uh, even death, even the martyr's death. You know, for the Lord Jesus Christ's sake. Uh, and, and, and matter of fact, in, in the Sermon on the Mount, when Jesus is explaining to us you know, what he expects of us as far as our own righteousness, not, not righteousness like the scribes and Pharisees that was all outward, but inward right, righteousness. And, and, and listen to what he says about this matter of trial. Uh, I'm reading now from uh, Matthew 5, verses 10 through 12. He says, Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness' sake. Uh, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Uh, blessed are ye uh, when men shall revile you and persecute you and, and shall say all manner of evil against you falsely uh, for my sake. Uh, rejoice and, and be exceeding glad, uh, for, for great is your reward in heaven. Uh, for so persecuted uh, they uh, the, the, uh, the prophets uh, which were before you. So great is your reward in heaven. Now listen, this is a promise. We, we need to look forward to the coming of Christ, and we can. Uh, we can look forward with great anticipation if we're running the race, you know, if we're serving Him faithfully. Now, the opportunities of our service are going to be different in each of our lives, but He's going to, to, to examine our lives, and He will judge us faithfully. He'll judge us properly. Uh, one last thought. And that is, uh, we've, we've looked at the, the, the works examined. We've looked at the, the rewards bestowed. Let's look at the, uh, the purpose expressed. Uh, verse 10 and 11 of chapter 4, of Revelation chapter 4. He says, uh, the, the four and twenty elders uh, fell down before him uh, that sat on the throne and worshipped him that, that liveth forever and ever and cast their crowns before the throne, saying, uh, Thou art worthy, O Lord. Uh, to, to receive glory and honor and power uh, for for thou hast created all things and 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 for uh, and, uh, and and for thy uh, uh, for thy uh, pleasure they they are and were created now what a what a beautiful thing listen uh, we're not looking for a crown that we can strut around, strut around heaven and brag about who we are and what we've done but rather it's a token that we can cast at the feet of the Lord Jesus as a testimony of our love and our, our service for Him. Uh, you know, there used to be an old song, you know, may I not uh, be un, un, uh, empty, uh, in, empty-handed be. In other words, at, at the judgment seat, uh, do we have something to, that represents service for the Lord that we can cast at His feet? Uh, second, uh, second John chapter, uh, verse 8 says this, Look to yourselves that we lose not those things uh, which we have wrought, but that we receive a full reward. In other words, we're capable. Sometimes people have served, and, and yet they quit. They, they turn away. They, 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 they stop serving. They, 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 they live uh, uh, lax and unholy lives. And, and as a result, you know, we, we can lose what we've already wrought, is what he's telling us there. Let's not do that. Not our salvation, but our reward. 
Revelation 3, uh, verse 11, he says, Behold, I come quickly. Hold that fast which thou hast, that no man take thy crown. Don't let anything stop you. Now, let me tell you, you know, we in America, we have had the privilege to, to live as Christians openly. As a matter of fact, uh, Christianity has been respected. You know, the Bible has, has been honored uh, in our history. Uh, the, the church was a valued institution in every community. The pastor you know, was considered one of the, the pillars of the community. That's not true anymore. It's not true. You know, that our, our country, you know, it has, has changed in such a way that, that we can expect, you know, some persecution. We're not going to be patted on the back by the world. As a matter of fact, they're not going to consider, you know, the, the gospel the answer. They're going to consider the gospel the problem. But let's be faithful regardless. No matter what the, what the world brings our way, let's be faithful. Don't let anybody rob you of your crown. Colossians chapter 2, verse 18 says this, Let no man beguile you of your reward uh, in, in a voluntary uh, humility, the, wor- the worshiping of angels, uh, 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 in, in, in intruding into those uh, things uh, which, uh, uh, which uh, uh, he hath not uh, seen, uh, 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 vanity uh, puffed up in, in, in his fleshly mind. Let's not, let's not want the praise of men. Let's not build ourselves up. Let's not turn away from the Lord. Let's do what he's given us to do. We are stewards. He's given us the gospel. Let's get it out. Let's use whatever he's given to us to, to further that cause. To live careless, carelessly as Christians now is to lose our rewards in, in the day to come. Let's not do that. Let's bow for prayer. Dear Father, as we, we come to this time of invitation in our service, as we turn the service over, Lord, we pray that your will would be done in each of our lives. Help us to take seriously you know, what, we, what we've seen here. We know that there's going to be a day of reckoning, a day that our lives are going to be examined. We know that our salvation is sure if we put our faith in the Lord Jesus. We pray if there be anyone here that's never trusted Christ, that they would trust him today. But for those of us who, who do uh, believe and, and do love our Savior, help us to live in such a way that at, at the day of judgment, yeah, we'll have your praise and have your reward. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.